welcome back. Today we are in our Hacking Habits series, and we're going to be talking about shame, stress, and disappointment. We need to recognize that when we leave our healthy place of flow and trade it for control, we end up with shame, stress, and disappointment. Yeah, and what that looks like is it's January, and everybody always has a new goal, a new, you know, thing that they're trying to conquer or um, get to in this new year. And we first get inspired by this idea. <clears throat> well, that's flow. Flow is where the magic happens. It's where the creativity comes in to fuel us. And it's sustainable because that creativity drives us toward the next healthy choice. Um, creativity often does not send us toward um harmful habits. Harmful habits usually kind of cut off creativity. And so where we want to try to stay is in that flow in that magic place where it's just kind of like we're floating onto our goals and enjoying the journey. Yeah. And you know, magic is completely squashed that, that flow and that magic by control. Um, you know, anytime we're shooting, uh, anytime should creeps in or we're shooting all over ourselves, like (laughs) I should do this, I should do that. Um, that is where all of the flow stops. And I know this so well. I am an eight on the Enneagram and I like control. <laughs> and I'm learning more and more as time goes by. And I, you know, really look at my patterns that I am such a controller. Uh, I used to wouldn't have said that I was, but I really am. And that is why a lot of times I have trouble with you know, creativity and flow is because the minute I start thinking that I should do a bunch of stuff that I don't want to do, it all, it's like, it all comes to a screeching halt. All that flow stops. Yeah. And so you really got to be able to catch yourself. I know you told the story, um, on your, I guess it was your Facebook group about Mm -hmm. you driving to a family, like a family memorial service and, you know, you driving a car is like the perfect picture of control because if life is the metaphor of this destination and this journey, if you don't enjoy that journey, it's going to be a miserable, you know, however many years, or as you're driving to this destination, it's a miserable drive until you get there. And then you're exhausted when you do get there, you know, like like you're going to Disneyland, like you're exhausted by the time you get there. Absolutely. Enjoy the journey. You need like a whole day just to rest to be able to enjoy it. And so it's really good to catch yourself and know, when you're going into that, when you're starting to should on yourself and go into that control. And so the first question you ask whenever oh, sorry. You- I was just going to say, I think the, the hard part is like, I've always driven that way. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't even realize that I was looking through this lens of like, I've got to control this entire situation. And, yeah. um, you know, that tense lens until I borrowed my sister's blend, the adaptive blend that is for anxious feelings. And, you know, 30 minutes later, I was completely relaxed and enjoying the journey. So I didn't even realize how tense I was when I drive until I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so odd because it's not the way I normally feel when I'm driving. Well, and that's what's so cool. Like that's the whole basis of, you know, everything we talk about is it's not enough sometimes just to recognize, oh, I, I bet I could probably relax because you don't even, if you don't even know what it feels like, if it's so natural to you to stay yes. in overworked burnout mode, how do you ever know the feeling of what it is you're trying to get to Mm -hmm. until you feel it. And then sometimes, you know, the oils just click that body chemistry or that, 
that filter that we're trying to see through in like, oh, this is what it feels exactly. like. To not wait on you. Yeah. You're a good driver. Like to trust that you're a decent driver to get to your destination that you don't have to be like on top of everything or even bigger, you know, and it's kind of like, well, I trust myself. I just don't trust everybody else. Um, especially if you're on the road, but like, you know, just trusting that your life has a direction, has purpose and you're not going to get taken out, you know, right. (laughs) Like your life has a very purposeful, um, path and series yeah yeah, outcomes and so like just trust where it's going you don't actually you can't control it if you wanted to so Mm -hmm. but you know you don't have to try to control it and like you I know you said in your story that you made it to your destination a lot more relaxed than you normally would have and it's not like you you know became careless and right no I was still driving I just wasn't like super tense. I was relaxed and I didn't have that edge that I usually have on road trips. Cause I really can't stand the drive. Mm-hmm. I just want to get where I'm going. Instead. It was like, I just was driving, but I was like, eh, it'll be fine. I mean, it was just a major, major difference. So sometimes the oils show us because you know, the, the typical thing is whenever you find yourself shooting, like you should, <laughs> you really could <laughs> ask yourself, what do I want to do instead? Or how do I want to feel Mm -hmm. instead? Or how do I want to see this instead? Like if you have this goal of weight loss or a business goal or just any area that you want to improve your life. And then you start to like, you feel the tension coming on and you're like white knuckling, like I want to make this work. Then just back up and be like, no, that's only going to take me down burnout, the burnout path. So what do I want to do instead? What is something I could do instead of this thing that I'm like pushing and forcing myself to do and then you allow play to come back in and that creativity and you just you don't pressure the play you just allow it to go and find its like purpose and outcome on its own so you just flow and act where it takes you but it just takes a ton of trust and if you don't know what you want to do instead and you don't know how you could feel instead because you've always felt this way you don't know any other way then that's the beauty of the oils you put them on and they work you into this new filter or lens or feeling that you didn't know was previously possible. Yeah. It's the proactivity of it. Instead of being reactive, how do we be proactive and manage our moods before they even happen? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And then obviously there's this thing, anytime we're, we're creating something new, doing a project, something we want to change there's resistance because anytime you try something new, there's resistance. So, you know, sometimes you're, you're not going to want to do certain things, but there's a difference between resistance and control. So when you're walking through resistance, um, it will include discomfort because you're changing things and sometimes fear. Mm -hmm. And it's all in the way we management manage it. So if we try and control it, for instance, like if you're for, if you want to lose weight, okay. And you try and control your weight using shame and force, um, to squash your feelings. So we want to get to the result of it. We want to race to it. We want immediate gratification. So you just throw down, you know, a bunch of control over it. Like I'm never going to eat sugar. I'm never going to eat this. I'm never going to eat that. I'm going to work out seven days a week, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, that, that shame will really just backfire. Um, resistance on the other hand only lasts until you act and then you're in flow. So when you use control, it'll take you to the burnout path. So you'll li- you'll be making decisions out of obligations and what you should do. 
Uh, a lot of times it's like a grind or a forceful feeling that feels heavy and tense. Um, you'll feel overwhelmed, but without the motivation or the enthusiasm to continue, which ends up crashing and burning, uh, we leave things unfinished or without, you know, really satisfying results because, you know, the journey determines the destination and you can't self-hate or self-control or um, self-shame yourself to a positive result. Yeah. Uh, we have to learn how to relax and rest and play um, and really be in a lot of stillness to get back to that play point so that we can come at our goals with the right angle. Yeah. The, the recovery time, Every yeah. time we have taken ourselves to burnout, once we finally get to burnout, we realize, well, darn, that did not work. I have no more tricks up my sleeve. I can't mm -hmm. even push myself another inch. It takes so much rest to recover from that whole long ordeal yeah. that you're starting over again at square one with like no, you know, no better off than you mm -hmm. were. And so it's really not worth it to go down that path, but we all do it. And so this is how the flow goes differently than control. So if you're going to stay in flow or stay, you know, in play and trust, you're going to have ideas. So you're going to have this vision of like, oh, I think this year I'm going to work on this. And then if you stay there in that flow, then you're going to have creativity of different things that you can change. And it's going to feel fun, not superficial fun, but just like, you know, I can see myself doing this and that being really rich and meaningful to me. And I'm just going to play with it and see where it goes. I'm going to see what possibilities come up from it. And you just try it without putting this expectation or this perfection picture on top of how it has to look. And so then you just move and act and voice out of that place of just kind of stating like, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. Um, it might involve you speaking those things out loud. Mm -hmm. You know, like I am healthy or I am growing or I am successful. And changing your words to match this new feeling that you've got. And so you take actions on this creativity. Uh, a lot of times I think that we're really just trying to avoid fear whenever we have this big goal. Like, well, okay, well, let me think of all of the ways I can block out all of the negative things that could mm -hmm. happen. And mm -hmm. so you end up making way too many choices and, and setting up all these barriers to fear when you, then you just box yourself in and you have no creativity. So you've really got to act really quickly whenever you are in this like creativity and playing with possibilities when you have a good idea try it like just try mm -hmm. it don't put all the pressure on it of the outcome of how it's got to go and focus on what you love about it what do you actually love about the process of it if you're changing your food for whatever reason what do you love about it do you love um you know the feel of like this you know new vegetable you're putting i've just i've just been putting um parsnips in my soups and my roasts and things instead of so many potatoes just because I think yeah. they have different vitamins we're not used to getting and so it's like you know I'm playing with it like I like the texture of this turnip in my soup this is kind of fun it's you know it's it's a simple little thing but you know what little things can you have fun with in the process instead of worrying I hope this turnip makes like all of my inflammation go <laughs> you yes. know or yes. whatever your goal is um so then you're making like committed actions, but they're not forced. You're committed to, you know, continuing to make your grocery list ahead of time so that you're prepared when you're buying your food, or you're committed to making that meal plan every week, or you're committed to <clears throat> scheduling some events in your business, but you're not forcing yourself to do it. You just know that when you commit to it and you stay in creativity and flow, you're going to have fun with the process. And so you just don't quit on yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you surrender the outcome. We've already mentioned that, but you're going to have specific expectations of what you want, but those cannot be at the forefront. Um, you've got to just kind of let those go and let your actions and the creativity and all those possibilities surprise you because it's probably going to turn out better than you imagine, but it won't look exactly how you thought it would. Yeah. But you have to relax and trust yourself to get there. You do. You do. It's a process. <laughs> it is a process. So, um, you know, all of this is fine and great, but what we want really is to work with our body's chemistry and figure out once again, like trust ourselves, figure out what we specifically need um, and what might be missing in our body that essential oils can help us with. Um, you know, sometimes even if you have the greatest goals, even if you set your environment up to get you know, close to those goals, we have to be aware of our body chemistry and what our body's doing so that we can work with our body instead of against it, you know, not using that control and just, I just have to power through. Like sometimes our bodies need a little bit of help. So when we look at the chemistry of shame and humiliation, low serotonin and low dopamine and low noradrenaline equals no flow. (laughs) Um, So an example of this is we fail at weight loss or hitting some goal, whatever your goal is. And then you just feel like it's not worth trying. So if you tried like, you know, every weight loss thing in the book, and then you just get to the point where you're like, I just, nothing I do works. I don't have, you know, the staying power to keep it anything. So I'm just not even going to try anymore. Um, You know, and if this is you, if you have some signs of low dopamine, um, here's what they are. So you can kind of work on getting back on track. Yes. Well, just let me back up and say (laughs) these words that may sound foreign to you, serotonin, dopamine, and noradrenaline, they are just the three major chemicals that communicate and tell your body how to work better. And so, you know, we want our body and our mind to be working better. And so serotonin is basically happy juice in your body. It's what makes you feel happy and kind of on cloud nine. Dopamine is just think reward and pleasure. If if I do this, what will I get from it? Like dopamine is what routes us to do things when we don't, we don't have the result yet. Like, but dopamine just re, it wires us toward that reward so that we keep doing the thing. And then noradrenaline is just like this urgency and this power, you know, think fight or flight adrenaline. Do I run or do I lift the car off the person or whatever, but you need power for that. So those are the three, you're going to hear a lot of those in the next few podcasts. So I just want to go over those again. And this love home chart of emotion is the most amazing thing ever we're going to be breaking that down because it's basically like dialing in like what is my personal body chemistry that I tend to default back to so that you can find that support it where you're low and build yourself up to a healthy new level so dopamine which is reward signs of low dopamine you have a lack of drive you just don't want to do anything no motivation no enthusiasm even over things that you know you normally would care about you're just like nah, it's just I don't know, it doesn't feel worth it today you feel bored, um, like you just no idea inspires you. You feel apathetic. You have a lack of focus to finish what you're doing. Um, mental and physical fatigue are also signs of low dopamine and trouble waking up. So no matter how much sleep you get at night, you're still sleepy the next morning. These are all signs of kind of a chronic low dopamine. We all have like dips and changes in our body chemistry throughout the day, depending on what we're doing, what we ate, you know, what thoughts we're having. All of these things affect our body chemistry. But if this is you on a general day, any of those things, you might have kind of like chronically low dopamine. Your wiring may just be 
you know, your dopamine may be a little bit lower and needs a little bit of boost. Signs of low serotonin, which is your happy juice, the things that just make you feel, you know, giddy and excited and happy. If you don't have enough serotonin, you might feel anxious. You might have like a depressed, heavy mood. Uh, you might have impulsive behavior because you're just jumping like, you know, like maybe this will make me happy. Maybe that you just try things, hoping something will, will give you that, that boost. Um, insomnia, believe it or not, low serotonin actually makes it, it, it turns into melatonin. So low serotonin during the day makes you unhappy and ha you know, you have no energy or no motivation and, and drive kind of like with dopamine also but then you can't sleep at night so you're up at night thinking about all the things you're unhappy about <laughs> it's just a horrible cycle um poor appetite so you know now this doesn't count like you might crave cookies but that's not a poor appetite like that's that's a sugar addiction or that's a sugar reward habit um poor appetite to like you know eat a good healthy meal or eat a solid meal you might have carb cravings because carbs do give us like a little firing um, when our blood sugar spikes that kind of, I don't know, kind of feels like serotonin, but it's not, you know, true happy juice. You might be struggling with weight gain because again, these are just chemicals, which are hormones in your body and an imbalance of hormones does throw off your metabolism. And you might also have erratic digestion. 90% of your serotonin is produced in your gut. And so if you have um, gut issues, I'm not saying the gut issues cause the low serotonin or vice versa, but it can go both ways. They're signs kind of of each other. If you have erratic digestion, you might also have low serotonin and vice versa. Um, okay, so now we're going to look at the chemistry of stress and anguish. And um, just as a side note, uh, research shows that 75 to 90 percent of doctor visits are all related to stress so there's a lot of people that are really really stressed so um definitely pay attention to um you know oils that can help you with this jennifer's going to cover that but um you know it's a stress and anguish are a major issue for a lot of people so a lot of times when there's when you're plagued with those issues um you have low serotonin and low dopamine and then high noradrenaline so you know you're, you're feeling no reward, no happiness, but a lot of urgency. urgency. Mm -hmm. So the key is to set your environment up to agree with the feelings that we're supporting with the essential oils that Jennifer's going to mention. You know, and that can be more than just oils. Like that can be putting fresh flowers in your house, this mm -hmm. things that, that, you know, beauty and art inspires us. So anything that inspires you, you know, my, my bed when it's not made is the opposite of inspiration. I won't say that a made bed inspires me, but it definitely doesn't like drag me down and feel heavy. It creates so, a finished feel. Yeah. When you start looking through that filter of, okay, what in my environment, whether it's your office or, you know, where you work or your home, what in, what in my environment agrees with the heaviness and lack of motivation that I have and what could I change to inspire mm -hmm. me? So like, uh, one of the things I did in my kitchen, I wanted I have like a natural DIY, like essential oil, all purpose cleaner that I use. And I feel like we're always using it because we have a lot of countertop in our kitchen. And I got tired of bending down into the cabinet to pick it up, but I don't want like the roll of paper towels sitting on my counter. That just doesn't inspire me. I don't want to look at my paper towels. And so I got a pretty tray and I set like uh, a little set of oils in a holder, my spray and my paper towels on that pretty tray along with my diffuser. And you know, those like, to me, it looks like art now. It looks pretty. Yeah. So what in your environment can you set up just in a way, you know, get on Pinterest and get some ideas. That's actually where I found the idea uh, for mine. 
but set your environment up in a way that inspires you. And then here are the oils that support all of those feelings because when you do both of them together, it hardwires in these changes and habits and filters that you're looking through. So oils to support serotonin, which is the happy juice. The best one, hands down, is Melissa. And Melissa is this little five milliliter bottle that packs a punch. Um, just amazing for boosting serotonin. It's also in the blend called Elevation. If you don't have Melissa and can't swing that in your budget, get Elevation. Um, thyme helps to filter out cortisol, so it helps also to balance the serotonin. Lemon, bergamot, a lot of other citrus oils, Claris, clary sage, eucalyptus, rosemary, ylang-ylang. These are all oils that boost and help you have a healthy level of serotonin. And you really can't have too much serotonin. Like I've now, serotonin inhibitors, which are medications that, that boost serotonin, actually there are, you can just Google that, side effects of uh, serotonin inhibitors. There's a long, long, long list of uh, what happens when someone stays on those long-term, and they're not meant to be used long-term. They're meant to help someone like pull up out of a situation, get their bearings, figure out what they want to change in their life, and then go after it. If you have a long-term chemical imbalance, you really need to figure out what that is going on in your gut and fix that because um, serotonin inhibitors are not good long-term options. Now, oils to support dopamine are the same oils pretty much, uh, except you could also add cinnamon and then copaiba or copaiba is another one that's good for dopamine. Um, but the really cool thing is that all of these oils work on both and you need both to have all of the good, healthy um, positive feelings that you want to feel. So be aware of your thoughts, be aware of your feelings and triggers. Like the other day I was sitting on the couch and I caught myself going, what do I want to do next? I don't know. Like I just feel bored. And as soon as I said the word bored, I was like, wait a minute, that's a sign of low dopamine. I went upstairs, I put my oils for low dopamine on and I instantly within five minutes had like this rush of, it was like heat that came up into my face and all these ideas started hitting me. There so was a it was, and there was nothing profound. Like I didn't go and cure cancer or anything, but I just like went and like just played around in the kitchen and like found some recipes and, you know, it just, it just, I enjoyed the rest of my day doing whatever I felt like doing. And so it was, it was a really cool, like instant change in my, in, in my feelings and thoughts. And then set up your environment for inspiration, like, you know, your kitchen or your office or your bedroom put some beauty in there to inspire those feelings and kind of agree with, with the oils and what you're putting on. And you can use your own custom blend. Like if you, if you love the smell of Ylang Ylang and Bergamot, put them together, put them in a bottle with and a spray that's top. a really cool thing is that a lot of these oils smell so yummy that they would make the best perfume. That yeah, every single one of them, except for, do I have time? I'm, yes. Yeah, time's, time's a little, it's a little intense. Yeah. But you can put that on your feet and then make a color bottle blend with the rest of them. Absolutely. With a few of them, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. makes you happy. Like keep the spray in your car. If you drive a lot or if you leave work and you don't want to carry those feelings home, spray it, roll it on, get it in a diffuser and, and going and head off this stuff before it has a chance to derail you and send you down the burnout path. Yeah. Okay. So we hope this helps. Um, also just quickly we've got a survey available um as we approach as we approach 10,000 listens we're so close i know um we just are really excited about that and we put together the survey just to um just to get some 
feedback and find out what you guys are enjoying um, so we can create more content that you love. Um, and for anyone who fills out the survey, you can go to valengen.com and fill it out. It does not take long at all. And we would just really appreciate that. It would be awesome. And you'll receive at the end of the month, we're going to send out the craving chart that we talked about in the last episode. Um, and so we'll send that directly to your inbox if you'll fill out the survey for us. And you'll also get um, the chemistry of emotions chart. So you can identify the pet, like your specific patterns and customize the oils that you need um, within those patterns. So you'll get that at the end of the month um, for filling out that survey for us. And also if you want more information from Jennifer, you can go to Rooted in Love on Instagram and Loving My Gifts of the Earth on Facebook. And I have a Facebook and Instagram page, uh, The Essential Joyologist. You can find me on either one. Um, and that'll just give you more information. Um, obviously, you can go to our website and find all of our podcasts. You can find our prayer journal um, and anything else you need. 